the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like on top of me, so Coldest temperature on record. Now, is that because we have too much CO2 or not? I can't keep the lies straight. And when it comes to lying, just two banks in this country, it comes out today. Just two banks. J.P. Morgan and Bank of America reduced their workforce by over 17,000 people. What? What? But the job market is good? How's the job market good if that's just a couple of banks? How is that? And in the meantime, we're in the middle of World War III. Are you kidding me? And, and and we can't get a straight answer from our government as we are now striking the Houthis in 60 different targets, and I have to find it at 3 o'clock in the morning? Brand new images coming into the live desk overnight of those U.S. and U.K. targeted attacks on over 60 Iran-backed Houthi targets in Yemen. More new video posted by Houthi-run Media outlets allegedly showing the moment of bombardment. The strikes were backed by a U.S.-led coalition of nations looking to stop the attacks in the Red Sea. The strike comes as alarm grows over the ongoing threat the group poses to one of the world's most critical international trade routes. Pentagon officials gave this statement on the strikes on Thursday. We reserve the right to protect and defend our forces, to defend the global trade. Here's the good news. All of this happened, and the moron who stole the most important office on the planet, he didn't know, he didn't have to know. The good news is, at least these guys are protecting themselves, if we believe them. Mr. President! Mr. President! Mr. President! Are we in a proxy war with Iran? Now this is when he's walking to the to the helicopter like a drunk baby on wet grass where he can't move his eyes or blink at the same time. He can't move his arms. He can't take a step. Mr. President, were the Yemen Yemen strikes successful? The hostages in Gaza, are they any closer to being released? Now, most of you remember when Donald Trump, in particular his last year in office, had to speak at every moment, every part of the day, constantly, without preparation or anything else. Joe Biden can't talk and his campaign staffers will not let him you rob were a part of i know not alone but kind of look we're going to get a chance to talk apparently uh after the fire station so he's in a coffee shop in philadelphia where he's heckled on his way in people are yelling loser and let's go brandon they're screaming it across the street he doesn't acknowledge anything it's like they're asking him questions about the proxy war well he's in there they finally ask a question, and this is what he has to say. What, what the hell is going on? 
We're asking you a question. You have bombed 60 targets overnight. Well, look, we're going to get a chance to talk, apparently, uh, after the fire station. Why is it apparently? Why can't you just talk now, dummy? Because he hasn't been given the cue cards. He hasn't been given the instruction because Joe Biden is not the president. He's the hood ornament, the facade on the mafia of bureaucracy that is underneath him, telling him what to do. So rather than, uh, by the way, anybody want a coffee? It's on me. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, I want to know about the, 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 the strike. I mean, should we dare ask about the billion dollars missing? How about the weapons? Do the Houthis or the so-called Hamas Palestinians, whatever you want to call them, do they have these weapons that we sent to Ukraine? Who does have them. A new Pentagon report has revealed more than $1 billion worth of weapons the U.S. sent to Ukraine have not been properly tracked. U.S. defense officials have failed to fully account for about 40,000 weapons. The list 40,000 weapons? That seems like a lot. You see, how are you going to get to the bottom of things when you're dealing with these horde of professional pathological liars? If you do not have a fact-based truth, then the lies become normal. And that's really the climate of our culture right now. We are a nation of lies. This is something we all knew would happen when you went into business with the Azov-infiltrated oligarchs pretending to be a country as they were killing themselves called Ukraine. Most of weapons MIA include thousands of Stinger missiles, Javelin anti-tank missiles, 700 kamikaze drones. You think Victor Bout knows where they are? You think they're at some discotheque in Moscow? Where are they? and night vision devices. The inspector general said finding out what happened to the weapons was beyond his scope. Ray beyond your scope? Whose scope is it in the, in the purview of? Who exactly is in charge? You see, this is the thing. We don't care as Americans, right? You don't care that the debt is 34 trillion, 29 billion, and the 800 and some hundred million. Nobody cares. You don't care that it's one giant Ponzi scheme. You should care that there is a moron that is destroying the credibility of our nation consistently and constantly every time he shows his Botox-injected, dementia-ridden face. Yeah, bunch of 28-year-old staffers laughing at him because he can't answer a question unless he has a cue card or some joke he told 40 years ago. You still have... Here to reporter? Ah, forget it. Forget it. He'll talk to you after uh, he gets done with the with the firehouse coffee. He wants a smoothie for six dollars, he'll do it anyway. This is pathetic. This is pathetic, but the reality is our soldiers are dying. Our soldiers have been under assault for what we know is at least a week and a half by the Hooties. It might be a year. Who the hell knows? You can't get the truth out of them. More importantly, where's the money and the weapons? Raising concerns that the high-risk firepower could have been stolen or smuggled. The report stated that accountability challenges persist. This evaluation is only part of an ongoing series of reviews. The U.S. has sent more than $75 billion in aid to Ukraine, and of that, roughly $50 billion in military assistance. But the inspector general's report was only evaluating $1.7 billion worth of weapons sent over since June of last year. Finding more than a billion unaccounted for means 59% of what was inspected. Is, is that more or less than the health care for the illegal aliens? See, the report that was released almost a year ago, 
already told you they were stealing our money. President Zelensky is under fire for corruption. A new report says he embezzled the aid money. It was released by an American investigative journalist, Seymour Hirsch. He says Zelensky and his... Doesn't matter. Right? Nobody cares. We're going to pretend it's an election year, and we're going to pretend that the dimwit in diapers is capable. The good news is there are more and more Americans that understand he is not, which is why this is now the highest percentage of Americans who have designated themselves to be independents. This is the good news. There's an entire... You see these young Marxists that work for this moron, these young Democrats. They don't make up the bulk of this nation. The young people that really want truth and information are seeking it not in mainstream media they've recognized that they're propaganda they're seeking it all over talk radio particularly but podcasts as well and joe rogan is somebody who should be recognized i think he has the largest people right squirrel in podcasts he sets records constantly and this is what the real country understands that's why biden is so f-ed. he's so because he can't talk he has a really hard time talking he keeps screwing things up it's a real bad horse to bet on because he's an older guy i'm going to say something outrageous i have never been particularly poor at calculating how to get things done in the united states senate so the best way to get something done if you if it holds near and dear to you that you uh um like to be able to anyway i'm we're going to get a lot done so don't be fooled Don't be demoralized by what you see repeatedly on the mainstream news when you get home and you turn on these talking mannequins who couldn't get jobs in a soap opera. The bulk of this country understands instinctively that the Democrats are not only failures, not only frauds, but they're habitual, compulsive, pathological liars. And here's another thing they know. Nobody's excited about the establishment Republicans and everybody recognizes who they are and what they are. If you have to lie to win, you don't deserve to win. I never said Hillary Clinton was an inspiration. Hillary Clinton is actually the reason I may not agree with her on a lot of things, but she is actually the reason that I made the jump. And so then I had to figure out whether I was Republican or Democrat. So you believe that? You believe that? And that's 99% of the Republicans that are elected to office. The good news is they don't have the support of people outside of their district that they're delivering money and deals to. Backdoor deals, crime syndicates like Chicago. The rest of the country supports very specific politicians. And I think, arguably, nobody can be pointed to better than Rand Paul. And he released a video today that I think is important. Good morning, everyone. As I told you yesterday, I'm ready to say something about the presidential race. I've had a long relationship with Donald Trump, and there's a lot to like there. I'm also a big fan of a lot of the fiscal conservatism of Ron DeSantis. I think Vivek Ramaswamy's been an important voice. Also have listened to and met with the independent Bobby Kennedy. I'm not yet ready to make a decision, but I am ready to make a decision on someone who I cannot support. So I'm announcing this morning that I'm Never Nikki. If you go to NeverNikki.net, you can let her know that you're not a supporter either. I don't think any informed or knowledgeable libertarian or conservative should support Nikki Haley. I've seen her attitude towards our our interventions overseas. I've seen her involvement in the military-industrial complex, $8 million being paid to become part of the team. But I've also seen her indicate that she thinks you should be registered to use the Internet, that people posting ideas anonymously 
I think she fails to understand that our republic was founded upon people like Ben Franklin, Sam Adams, Madison, John... She doesn't even know who started the Civil War, with all due respect, Rand. I disagree with you on a on that portion of your statement, but I support it wholeheartedly, uh, the rest of it. And I think everybody should. I wouldn't dirty my shoes to go vote for anybody that isn't going to deliver not just the economic prosperity that was delivered under the first three years of Donald Trump, but more importantly, the peace that was delivered. And how did he deliver it? Because he could answer questions and he had the understanding of exactly what was important and how to make it peaceful. You told the leader of the Taliban you would obliterate him if he dared not to follow every dotted I, cross T, comma, period. Abdul, I did. Had a conversation. Had a number of conversations. Didn't you at one point tell him, I know exactly where you are, and give him the exact coordinates where he was? No. I sent him a picture of his house. He said, but why, but why do you send me a picture of my house? I said, you'll have to figure that one out. See, we didn't have to bomb 60 targets last night. We don't have to play... Whack-a-mole. We don't have to have the military-industrial complex receive trillions of dollars so we're safe. You just tell the leaders, these inbred goat Casanovas, we'll blow your house up. You think Joe Biden even knows where their house is? I mean, he should. Didn't his brother have a contract to build them? 312-642-5600. Broadcasting from the Petri dish of corruption known as the state of Illinois. In the upper Midwest. In the nation. And around the world. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. The reason that Donald Trump is winning the Iowa caucus and every poll is because people are rightfully disgusted with the duopoly of corruption. And the never-Trumper scum, they're irrelevant more now than they ever were in the past. Go stand in the corner with your dunce cap on scum. Because the predictions of people like me and you have not only come true, and history has vindicated us, but it is so obviously grotesque, more and more people every day understand exactly how corrupt these Democrat hellhole sewers are. It's an attorney helping lead the election interference case against former President Donald Trump and others is under mounting scrutiny tonight after a defendant accused Fulton County Special Prosecutor Nathan Wade of having an, an improper personal relationship with D.A. Fonnie Willis. So now joining us is 11-11 investigative reporter Zach Merchant, bringing us a connection, another connection here. Yeah, and it's important to say right off the bat here, the allegations made in that filing have not been proven so far. But it is not the first time Wade's conduct has been questioned. Back in 2020, after a series of deaths in the Cobb County Jail, 11 Alive filed an open records request for documents related to the deaths, despite having released many of those documents to the public. If you remember when this came out with this big fanny, Willis, we had talked about Fulton County, which is a joke. It's kind of like Cook County without Pete Silvestri and the dog on his head. He wants you to believe his hair. Fulton County is just as crooked as all the other Democrat sewers. They have massive scandals. Not only are people dying in their, in their uh, prisons, they're shooting music videos in the prisons. And this is the idiot who was in charge of it. Like in the past, the sheriff's office refused to release those records to us saying many of the cases in question had been reopened as part of an external review to of the, the lies, jail. Squirrel, you're gonna Nathan love this. Wade's law firm was tasked with He's leading that firm. review. 11 Alive ultimately sued to bring those records to light. 
In a filing in October of 2020, Cobb County's lawyer wrote that over the course of five months, Wade and his law partner had met with numerous staff members and inmates and reviewed hundreds of files. But when questioned by 11... Now I want you to hear it. So on paper, when they do the little investigate, oh yeah, hundreds of hours, people, we have everything all documented. But now you're going to hear the voice of a so-called lawyer. You're going to see the intellect, the work ethic, and the integrity of another Democrat lawyer involved in government operations. Lives lawyer Derek Bauer at a hearing just three days later, Wade said he didn't have any records of his work. You do not have a single record in your possession that's associated with the review and assessment that you've been engaged to undertake? I do not. Does your law firm possess any records? No, sir. As your review and assessment for the Cobb County Sheriff's Office stands today, you have no work product whatsoever associated with that undertaking, correct? Oh, I have work product. It's just not uh, in the form of documents, communications, or records memorializing, reflecting evidence, or relating to the work. Um, What? Just stream words together, moron. Expose yourself for the idiot you are. Listen to this part, Squirrel. This might be my favorite part ever. As you've put it here. Okay, well, what work product do you have? Well, I, I have, obviously, my my brainchild, my, what's going on in my mind about it. Um, that's what I have. What? What? The dog ate your homework? Anybody can be a lawyer. In a ruling in favor of 11 Alive, a Superior Court judge ultimately dismissed Wade from that 2020 case, but also noted he had not produced any reports or other documentation. So what was the penalty? A promotion. This is from Peter Schweitzer's podcast, which I find very interesting. Noted that um, he was appointed despite his never having actually prosecuted a felony before, which would seem to raise eyebrows if if you're the person that's been selected to prosecute the former president of the United States. Never prosecuted a felony ever. Just a swindler, lying scumbag with a law degree. Uh, another sort of fun fact about Nathan Wade's appointment is that it happened without the approval of the Fulton County Board, which is apparently required, which is required by law. Uh, See, but in these Democrat sewers like Chicago, where the mayor just arbitrarily steers 95 million, 14, but whatever the hell he wants. And those other idiots sit at their desk and pretend to be a part of the committee, the commission, whatever you want to call the 50 thieves posing as aldermen. They just sit there and take it. Like every other Democrat hellhole, like Venezuela. Uh, and so the idea that, you know, the Fulton Board of Commissioners didn't approve it, and then he gets appointed to this position. You know, also, fun fact the day before he filed for his divorce yeah. in Cobb <laughs> County. <laughs> so- it's a laugh, it's a joke. Like every Democrat area, everyone, New York, New Jersey, Chicago, they are truly a laughing stock. This has nothing to do with sanctuary cities. Uh, Migrants and asylum seekers are paroled into the countries. They're here legally. Eric Adams, mayor of New York, arguably the quickest collapse in Chicago. And he'll be reelected, reelected, just like Brandon Johnson, just like the dimwood in diapers, even though he's completely unfit and unable, because the Democrats will vote for a pickle as long as you make them feel good about being a welfare leech. 
And so when you have a national leader talking about sanctuary cities, the reason we're having this is telling me she's not knowledgeable on the real topic. The problem is when you parole someone into a country, you should have a decompression strategy on a national level to spread it. Throughout. Now we're paroling. We're paro- Who paroled them? Did you parole? What court paroled? What court paroled them? None. But when you have no fact-based truth, then the lies become normalized. And before you know it, you're thinking like a Democrat. 312-642-5600. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. AM560. The answer. Man, oh man. Do we want to play the collapse of these Democrat sewer squirrel? It's almost... It's almost depressing when you see the school system like Chicago. Five out of 100 kids can read at grade level. Less can do math. It's horrific. 30,000 a kid. What a scam. They got scams all over the place. But it's almost depressing when you realize how they get away with it, especially if you start to look into the way that they're going to get bailed out with all their corruption and fraud by using the convenience of their nullification of our immigration laws, calling themselves sanctuary cities, then getting... And then allowed, really, to resupply the citizens that moved out because of the waste, fraud, abuse, and incompetence. Um, But let's focus a little bit more nationally, because it's easier, quite frankly, as you have an 80-year-old dementia patient you pretend is the president. Not only that, he's a traitor, a bribed traitor. Has been for decades. I don't make money from China. You do. I don't make money from Ukraine. You do. I don't make money from Russia. You made three and a half million dollars, Joe. They even have a statement. We have to give 10 percent to the big man. You're the big. Now, China in particular, Chinese Communist Party, has been buying Democrats right there in Chicago. Oh, yeah. A lot of lot of interactions between the nine fingered gangster, new newest member of the Yakuza, Rahm Emanuel, the dailies, the dumb son and even the 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 dumber brothers and the rest of it. A lot of interwoven money with the Chinese Communist Party. And when we heard this next story, uh, when I heard it, I said, boy, I think it's a lot bigger than just the, uh, the, uh, the, the, the coincidence that China makes a lot of money from our policies. It's the plan. See, China's making a fortune as American companies are going out of business, as American banks are laying off tens of thousands of people, as the own, your own heiress to the Pritzker for, fortune named Jelly Belly, brags about the growth of Illinois as more and more Illinois business people are being cast into bankruptcy. What he doesn't tell you is that the bulk of the money is foreigners coming there and they're subsidized with our money. Currently, one nation accounts for 60% of the world's electric vehicle production. That nation is China. Yeah. One nation accounts for 76% of the world's lithium ion battery production. That nation is China. Yet your administration, the mandates that you put in place require that two thirds of our new vehicle sales in just the next eight years, two thirds of them be electric vehicles. Why is it good for the American worker that we force our supply chains to a country that's our greatest rival and adversary? And why is it good for the American consumer? Uh, we are not doing that. Your rule allows Chinese companies to get the tax break. So I would strongly disagree with that. Doesn't matter if you disagree with it, scumbag, liar, Democrat. Doesn't matter. That's the fact. The absolute fact of your policies. And what else is the fact? The fact is you're... Fascism is pushing not only 
Americans into decisions they, they normally wouldn't make. There is no demand for the junk you call EVs. You're also forcing companies, very successful American companies, to partake in your scams and scandals. And you're squashing the news of exactly how they're managing it. Check out Hertz again, rental car people. They've announced that they're going to sell 20,000 electric vehicles from their fleet. Brian, they say they're going to use the money to buy more gas-powered vehicles to, be, to meet customer demand. Because, when pe- because the EV sucks. Those aren't magic holes in the wall. In fact, it's more money to have one of those pretend eco-friendly, eco-Nazi vehicles. In the meantime, what is happening today? Record low cold. Is it too much CO2? Or too li- I, I can't keep it. What's the lie? What's the lie of the Democrat Party? We need more CO2, a lot more. Rich in Indian Head Park. Hey, Sean, how you doing tonight? Excellent. How are you? Good. Sean, what I wanted to uh, talk about today is, uh, I know you're in real estate, and you could probably answer this question. Uh, do you think that all real estate developers uh, do the same thing that Trump is being accused of uh, in New York? First of all, he's, what he's being accused of is not only normal business. But what he's being accused of, the crime, so as it's called, has no plaintiff. No one is accusing Donald Trump of cheating them. This is more of an example of Fat Fanny Willis and Fulton County or Crook County or those two half-assed gangsters that call themselves family court judges in Cook County that sit on the Table of Wisdom LLC to buy tax auction property and turn it into Section 8 housing with Ed Burke, the fat-ass gangster. So this is just another, this would not happen outside of a Democrat sewer. It would not happen. How do they get away with that, though? I mean, how how can they charge him with something? Rich, this is is why I I like you. I know, I know. Because your your legacy, what are you, 70, 73? And you pretend like you just got here yesterday. I love that optimism in you. You've been getting screwed by the government for at least 60 years that you're aware of, and you still think they think about the principles of Americanism the way you do. It's a fatal flaw. But here, let's have Kevin O'Leary kind of enlighten everybody as to how it exactly works. You've been doing real estate for decades. Does this case strike you as odd? Well, let's leave out Trump for a minute and let's leave out politics and just talk about what happens in real estate development anywhere. So if you're a developer and you've got a building on on a block anywhere in America and it's worth, let's say, $500 million and you want to build a building right beside it, you go to the bank and say, this building is worth $500 million. I'd like to borrow a construction finance loan against this asset. And I want you to tell me it's worth $500 million too. And the bank negotiates with you and says, well, no, we think it's worth $400 million. And you fight it out. You're always trying to show your assets in the brightest light with the sunshine you can possibly determine for them. You want them to be worth the very most. Because you're only going to get a 40 or 50% loan to value. as it's- And the other thing to remember, as Kevin O'Leary is speaking to you and enlightening people as to how, the, how it actually works when you have real estate, there's two things I want you to remember. 300 West Adams in what was once a great city called Chicago sold for $51 million a decade ago. It sold last month for $4 million to somebody named Igor Gobble. Gobble, gobble, gobble. And it also takes with it the tenants who did hundreds of millions of dollars of improvement in the building. And it all was sold because the company that held it found it more advantageous 
to let it be sold at auction than to pay the loan on it. And then a half-assed guy named Igor Gobble. I wonder if he's a Democrat campaign contributor. Bought it for $4 million. That's just how it works in the sewer. And that's how they continue to rob people. And there isn't a lawsuit. Or we could go with Sonova Solar, which gets all kinds of loans. In fact, the government just gave them $3 billion. You know the difference, Squirrel, between a loan to a phony solar company or some Chinese communist battery company when they get the phony loans? There's no recourse, which means if they don't pay, the, the lender, the government, can do nothing except take it in the booty gig. In the meantime, when Donald Trump borrows money on a building that he negotiates between a lender and himself, if he doesn't pay, you know what that's called? The loan has recourse, and the bank takes the building. There was no crime here. The crime is in the Biden policies, in the Obama policies, that gave our money away to phony eco-Nazi companies because they get kickbacks called campaign contributions, not somebody borrowing money on his own building that if he doesn't pay it, he loses it. It's called. Then you borrow that money in the case of a $500 million asset, maybe you get $250 million, and you build a new building with a construction finance loan. And so that's what this case is all about. What? And, and by the way, forget about Trump. Every single real estate developer everywhere on earth does this. They all- You know who doesn't do it? Half-assed senators who for 50 years never made more than 185000 a year but live in mansions for $6 million and are tied to LLCs with foreign money of $24 million, specifically from Ukrainian oligarchs and Chinese communists. See, they never have to do that. They never have to work like you. Never. They sell our government to get rich. They're whores like Joe Biden and Nancy Pelosi. I don't know what her husband is, but I do know he likes to make hammers stink. 312-642-5600. Marxists, socialists, and communists are not welcome on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Now I gotta cut loose, put loose. 43% of Americans designate themselves as independents. That is absolutely fantastic news. Because whether people want to dive into the actual fraud or know instinctively that these political whores are robbing us, it's a good day in America when 43% of Americans refuse to call themselves Democrats or Republicans. It really is. And it just took too long. Maybe if this would have happened a decade ago, the debt would be less and the swindles would be smaller. Uh, It appears that the department has again failed to do its homework or even a quick Google search for that matter when last September the department finalized $3 billion loan guarantee with Sonova, a solar company. At the time, Sonova had an F rating, an F rating, Better Business Bureau, Sonova, $3 billion grant from the department. Because Sonova's CEO and the upper echelon kicked back to the politicians who steer those policies in the form of campaign contributions. This is why they're all lawyers. They've carved out a legal pathway to bribery. That's what it is. Here's the uh, CEO of Sonova. And the only time you'll ever see him 
is when Barack Obama's in office, Joe Biden's in office, or the Democrat control the con- Democrats control the con- Congress. Because then, that's a big payday for this scallywag. Joining us now is Sonova CEO John Berger. John, welcome. So I want to get to all that, but I want to start on debt uh, because you've impressed some investors for the way that you've been able to grow. You've also, uh, over the last recent months, taken on additional debt to do it at a time when interest rates are high. So talk with me, if you will, about how you're able to be sure to deploy resources in a way that are going to end you up on the positive side of the ledger there. Well, certainly, John. Thanks for having me. Uh, When you look at our history, which is now over a decade, uh, we've done a a fantastic job of making sure that our balance sheet is is very conservative. And so we we watch our leverage rate uh, ratio very uh, closely. And we've done a lot of what they call asset-backed securitization. So these are asset-level debt uh, entities. We actually just uh, priced another one last week. And, and these are all non-recourse uh, facilities. Of course, that is a non-recourse, unlike our loans, unlike Donald Trump's loans, which means when this scallywag doesn't pay, they can whistle this Dixie. And when I say they, I mean us. That's our money he's getting. And if he doesn't pay, who cares? It's like the Ukrainian oligarchs with their loan guarantees from the IMF, the U.N., and Joe Biden and Barack Obama. Glenn in Oakbrook. Yeah, hey, Sean, happy Friday. Happy so Friday. if Donald Trump is being taken to court for overinflating the value of properties, why isn't Cook County going being taken to court for overinflating the value of their properties and giving everybody higher property tax bills? For the same reason, every single Illinoisan knew Mike Madigan was the biggest gangster that state's ever seen. That's why. Because the rules are there are no rules. And instead of calling it Illinois, why don't you call it the Ravenites Club, like John Gotti? Because that's what it really is. It's a freaking joke. Every one of these Democrats are a punchline. Convincing us that we should be providing for loan guarantees. And I went over. See, it's important what this scumbag is talking about. Who gave a billion dollar loan guarantees? And he leveraged the money that wasn't his. But more importantly, why are we giving loan guarantees? To the Ukrainians that are stealing our money blind. And we know it. We have the evidence. And I'm going to have Republicans that just step and fetch and continue to fund it. It's outrageous. A new Pentagon report has revealed more than $1 billion worth of weapons the U.S. sent to Ukraine have not been properly tracked. U.S. defense officials have failed to fully account for about 40,000 weapons. Where's Victor Bout? Making a fortune. That's why it's Friday. Make sure tonight when you go out, squirrel, you party like a Ukrainian lobbyist, will you? Craig in Mount Greenwood. Craig, goodbye. All right, let's go back to the story here. The list of weapons MIA include thousands of Stinger missiles, Javelin anti-tank missiles, 700 kamikaze drones, and night vision devices. I wonder, wonder, wonder if any of that has turned up in the hands of goat Casanovas, whether they're Hamas or Houthis or Hezbollah or the Taliban. I wonder how it showed up. The only good news is they can't operate the equipment properly. I hope we gave them another C-130 Hercules. Allahu Akbar! Allahu Akbar!
goats were saved from a terrible Saturday night. 312-642-5600. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a top of me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy, because it feels so Aside from his expertise and success in many businesses as an attorney, CPA, investment advisor, real estate manager, and investor who has started five successful small businesses, he also was the Republican nominee for the governor's race in California in 2018. He's the author of a couple of books. His latest book, The Newsome Nightmare, The California Catastrophe, and How to Reform Our Broken System. He is John Cox. John, thank you for joining me. How are you? Great to be with you, Sean. Uh, a lot of snow in Chicago these days. Yes, but that's all right. Uh, it, 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 it makes the city look nice. Normally, all you see is filth and trash and graffiti. So this is a nice little cover shield for it. And after all, it gives uh, the people time to see their money wasted on uh, the street department. So it's good news. Uh, and, and the other part of what I wanted to have you on for is that Illinois, and Chicago specifically, follows the same political Corruption and Marxism of California, and you're an expert in this. And one of the things I, I saw, I think it was a couple of weeks ago, is California passed a new rule that they were going to give health insurance to illegal aliens. I knew there would be a downside. I didn't think it would be this, though. I have to tell you, I'm a little shocked by your, uh, your article in the fact that uh, we're now providing sex change operations for illegals. Well, that's part of medical care to the left, especially. Uh, you, you're, you must not be woke, uh, Sean. Because, no, no. I just woke. You know, I just sex, wake sex up every changes. day. Yeah. Yes, sex changes are just uh, standard these days. Uh, the media is all full of uh, stories about these things. And you know, I, I didn't remember this when I was growing up uh, in Chicago, Sean. I don't know about you. Uh, you know, there were some guys that weren't as masculine as others and things like that. But we didn't have people changing their sex. Uh, it's become a thing now. And of course, yeah. doctors are only too happy to do it. Medical centers are only too happy to do it. They charge outrageous amounts of money to get this done. And of course, if you're an illegal immigrant who came across the border uh, illegally, and you kind of expect it, especially if you get to California and the governor promises this to you. Never mind that we now have a $68 billion surplus, or excuse me, deficit staring us in the face. Uh, give you a, a frame of reference, Sean, that $68 billion deficit we face is bigger than the total budget of 47 of the 50 states. Well, what's, what's funny is um, to be from these areas, right, and you have an expertise, right? You learned from the Sololinsky yeah. gangster government in Chicago. So when you go to California, it's almost refreshing that it's not as bold-faced in its lies because we have an Illinois governor, a trust fund baby, who brags of the financial success while completely lying and frauding the people. At least in California, they're admitting that the cost of Newsom is the destruction of your economy. Is it catching any kind of uh, attention by those victims uh, called Californians? Well, it's, 
It's interesting. Uh, the L.A. Times hasn't noticed it, but their sister paper in San Diego did today. They editorialized about the fact that we've got this humongous deficit. And we've got to start looking at some of the money that we've been spending. I mean, to put this again in more perspective, Sean, the state budget of California, uh, as proposed by Newsom before this, was $320 billion. That is a doubling of the state budget after inflation and population growth is considered. So in the last 10 years, the state budget has doubled after inflation and population growth. That is just incredible that the budget would go up that much. And of course, it's because of things like handing out huge raises to all the state employees, covering health care for illegals. Uh, yeah any number of other handouts and benefits that are being given to favored constituency. And, you know, Sean, this is just like what Pritzker's doing. When you rob Peter to pay Paul, you're always going to have Paul's vote. Peter, on the other hand, is going to decide, well, maybe I ought to move to someplace else like Texas or Florida or Tennessee. And, of course, that's what's been going on with a lot of Californians. I have more faith in California rebounding than I do Illinois. California is still has a, a, a very large portion of it that um, doesn't want to be part of the Marxist mafia. However, the problem I think you have is that Newsom pulls it off because he is a character out of casting uh, in Hollywood. And he pulls it off and he tells the, the lovely lie that the people who instinctively call themselves Democrats know that the policies don't succeed anyway. I mean, even when you would, would bump into, into Democrats in Chicago, they knew the policies were never going to work. They just wanted to have that phony virtue shield that they took care of seniors or they take care of illegals or they take care of kids. But they instinctively knew it. What Pritzker has been able to do is really shocking. He's been able to finance Supreme Court justices and a multitude of other candidates throughout the state to shore up his, his chokehold on a once great state of Illinois. I don't think Newsom has been able to do that, even though he has Getty money. There's still enough people in California that remember 25, 30 years ago when California wasn't in this position. But this kind of atrocity and abuse of the people's money, this might wake people up in California because in Illinois, we're at $880 million in health care for illegal aliens, and they're still doubling down on stupid. Are you seeing any signs that there will be a revision of California and the Republican Party there when Newsom runs oh. for president this year in the next 60 days? Well, let's put it this way. You know, California will always probably be better than Illinois only because of the weather. And the one thing Newsom can't screw up is the weather. Uh, so if you're a smart guy with a good business idea, Sean, where are you going to want to develop your business? You probably want to get your business going in California because at least you get to live in a nice place with the nice weather and not have to worry about snow. Uh, you know, you, you mentioned it. You said, uh, are people going to wake up, Sean? And I'm afraid it may well take a catastrophe or some kind of crisis for that to happen. Uh, a $68 billion deficit you'd think would wake some people up. Uh, maybe it's when they enact this wealth tax that they're talking about uh, that really results in the exit of even the, those Silicon Valley people that have stayed so far because of the weather. Uh but, you know, it, it, things are not going to change in Illinois, Sean, or in California until people finally wake up, until they finally get involved in the process, until they finally pay attention to the news. 
And, and I don't know if you know this, Sean, but one of the things in my book I'm talking about is a change in our electoral structure that makes campaigns and districts so tiny that people don't have any choice but to pay attention. In other words, they know that somebody is going to come knocking on their door and discuss politics with them. I think that's the only way to wake people up, ultimately. You have to actually just get them interested on a person-to-person level and, and, and get them to start, you know, get, up, get their head out of Instagram or uh, the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and get them to actually pay attention to what's going on in their state around them. And until that happens, I'm not sure that's that anything's going to change. I like to take... Um... I'm by nature a speculator, right? So I always like to think about the the next move of the uh, gangster government and the government supremacist. And I truly do believe that Joe Biden will not be permitted to continue his campaign. And I have come to the conclusion, I think Newsom is the perfect candidate. Because outside of California, he can sell that line of that phony uh, statist utopia that never really comes. He does it quite well. After all, that's how he got there. And uh, he survived a recall that, you know, for a while looked like uh, it could happen. And I'm wondering, that might be the best news for California. If he gets, you know, government's the only place where the more of a failure you are and the more obviously corrupted you are, you get a promotion. I do think he will be the nominee this year. I'm wondering, has anybody else uh, brought that t- possibility to you? Oh, Oh, it's definitely a possibility, and obviously the newspapers out in uh, and the media in general out in California would love it. Uh, I think there's a lot of media around the rest of the country. I mean, let's face it, Newsom is an expert at manipulating the media, uh, frankly, uh, just like President Trump uh, in, yeah. in, in the reverse kind of way. Yes. Uh, and Newsom uh, appeals to the media with his positions on abortion on demand and take all the guns away and you know, stop using gasoline, uh, you know, we'll go back to the Stone Ages and, you know, stop using fossil fuels. The media has signed on to this whole thing, and, and they're going to be pushing his candidacy. And frankly, uh, a lot of the Democratic constituencies that are going to send delegates to Chicago in August are also have signed on to the same kinds of issues that Newsom likes and, and emphasizes. And so they might be interested in putting him up as their candidate. I agree with you, by the way. I don't see any way that Biden is the nominee, no. uh, the uh, candidate. Uh, no. He's just not going to make it that long. And I think he's going to throw it open to the convention and let the delegates decide and let them pass over Kamala, which, you know, I think is a given. I think n- yeah. nobody in either party wants Kamala to be the president. And uh, the, they may end up choosing Newsom. I think you might be right. I do. I do. I, I, well, it's fascinating because he has that one quality that most of the other Democrat oligarchs don't have, and that is that he can convince not just himself, but other people that he's not quite the most obvious failure. Now, here in Illinois, it's an interesting uh, contrast is that J.B. Pritzker comes out and just lies about the success of businesses. But when you do some investigative work into the, into the growth of businesses, they're all foreign entities, companies that trace back to uh, enemies of our nation, like China and the rest of it. But one thing that is propping up uh, some of the, the growth in, in Illinois' economy is cannabis sales of $1.6 billion. We set another record yeah. the other day. So I'm wondering, California was first to legalize uh, dope being sold, right? Um, what is what yes. does the sales look like there? Is it as successful as it is in in the Midwest, where people 
are more comfortable sitting indoors and baking? Well, the the black market for cannabis is actually thriving in California, not the legitimate market, actually, because yeah. the government chose to tax the crap out of it. So there's so <laughs> high a tax on it that uh, the the legitimate market for cannabis can't compete with the black market. And, and the politicians are all crying about the fact that they're not getting enough revenue from marijuana sales as if. This is something that government should be trying to achieve. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm certainly not in that market. I, I don't use and I don't sell, uh, so I'm not as well versed in it. But I can yes. see, I can see that they, they could sell a lot of it in Illinois, and they probably are selling a lot of it in California. It's just it's on the black market. Well, I always listen. I've, I've I've always loved the landscape of California. Always since I was a kid, and I had family that had moved out there. I'm very familiar with it. I still have family that has property there. And um, it's fascinating to see how the information gets squashed outside of the state lines of the amount of cartels and the illegal growing as they take over forest preserves and natural uh, land that's designated to not build on. And they've been very successful. And in fact, do you think most of America knows of the cartel strength in, in very rural areas of California as they have not only taken over forest preserves and designated pri or, uh, public land, but they've infiltrated a lot of those small counties, those small governments. And there's been some sheriff kidnappings I was reading recently. Do you think that the Americans outside of California are aware of this? Or do you think that the media in California has successfully worked to its Pravda-style propaganda? Well, I, I don't know as much about the marijuana industry in California, I have to be honest with you. I do know, by the way, that California is the most important agricultural state in the country, uh, we get two growing seasons. Think about that for a second, Sean. Two growing seasons. We can, we can grow vegetables. We can grow uh, fruits. We can grow all kinds of things uh, in, in the Central Valley, especially. And we have two full growing seasons, which, you know, you don't have uh, many places around the world. Yet the politicians are even screwing that up because California hasn't built a reservoir in 30 years. And yes, so starving the agricultural industry. Yeah, I mean... It's, it's just fascinating the way the politicians have just totally messed up that industry. They've messed up the forestry industry. You know, California used to have 100 sawmills that produce wonderful lumber. We still use lumber, by the way. We just import it now from Canada instead of <laughs> producing it homegrown. Uh, that's really stupid. How about uh. something else that's really stupid? California could be uh, as key a energy-producing state as Texas. In North Dakota, we have incredible reserves in California. Yes. But, but, of course, the politicians won't let any of the oil drilling uh, take place in California because they don't like oil. Apparently, we still like to buy it from Russia and Iran. So we're sending billions of our hard-earned dollars to Russia and Iran. And, of course, what are they doing with it? They're using it for the Houthi rebels and the uh, Hamas and Hezbollah terrorists. Yes. Uh, at the same time, they're using it to buy Iranian drones to attack the, the peace-loving people of Ukraine. Uh, this is in, beyond stupid. Uh, Newsom will continue to do the same stupid things that Biden is doing by not developing our fossil fuels and allowing these other uh, countries that hate us and are enemies of ours to continue to make money from oil. It is just beyond stupid, uh, Sean, but... Yeah. You know, that's the kind of politicians we elect. What, what can we do about it? John, you know what's enlightening? I grabbed a clip today. 
and I wanted to play it, and you gave me the exact context to play it in. And I, and I say this because being from Melrose Park, you're familiar with the uh, Chicagoland area. I'm not from Chicago. I'm from Melrose Park. And Melrose Park in the, in the 70s and 80s was a hub of kind of illegal aliens. They, were, uh, they, they lived in a, in, a, in a lower end area, but they weren't able to get the welfare benefits and the, the benefits that the new illegal aliens get. So they became you know, working men, part of the system, and they were wonderful Americans, truly. And I, I was lucky enough to know uh, a lot of them, a lot of their kids. And when I hear something that sounds overtly insulting, I can't help but grab the clip. So I grabbed this clip today by Jerry Nadler. You, you know who Jerry Nadler is. He's the Democrat yeah, from New yeah, York who looks like Cobblepot yeah. in the old Batman movies. Yeah, he wears the pants up to his nipples. He's a good guy. Here uh, he is showing how racist the Democrats from New York are. And we need immigrants in this country. Forget the fact that the farm, that our, our, our vegetables would rot in the ground if, it weren't, if they weren't being picked by many immigrants, many illegal immigrants. The fact now, that's the kind of thing that my friends from the neighborhood, even now, will send me a text message or call me up. Can you believe this low-life scumbag said that? That enrages people. How in the world do you think he gets away with this in California, where not all people who do this or people who live there not only are illegal, but some of them have pride in their character and legacy of, their, of, their, of their, the, themselves and their family. How do you think they consistently get away with being this obviously bigoted and racist and condescending? Well, Nadler is a New York politician, so if he said that in California, by the way, he would be pilloried. He would be. Yeah. He would have to, cans of tomatoes thrown at him, not just uh, actual yeah. tomatoes. Uh, so uh, I don't think you get away with it. I mean, really and truly, Sean, the, the truth is he's right to some extent. We need more workers in this country. We just don't want them streaming across the border illegally. Yeah. where we don't know who they are, what their background is, whether they're criminals, whether they're kind of diseases they can have or anything else like that. We have a system that allows people to come to this country legally. They should come to this country legally. Uh, Nikki Haley's parents came to this country legally. Uh, my ancestors came legally many years ago. That's how America grows, and we should have that. But these idiot politicians decide that it's a good idea to just let the borders yeah. Be totally and the, and, open and let anybody come in. It's just ridiculous. And the one thing to take into context, and this is something you see in, in Chicago specifically and Illinois writ large, is that if we weren't paying people to live poorly, to be bad people, to be irresponsible people to the tune of a welfare system that pays a family of four eighty seven thousand a year, maybe we could get our own people to do some of the work. I think that might be a great place to start, but that would throw off our Ponzi scheme economy. In the meantime, if it's going to be righted, it's going to be righted by people like you who have an expertise, not only in writing books. He's an attorney, CPA, investment advisor. Where can the people go to keep an eye on John Cox and support you? Because you're obviously, hopefully, I can bribe you through cigars and steak to run for governor, Congress, something. What do you got coming on the horizon? Well, you'll have to get me a new wife, too, because she's had enough of this. Uh, but actually, go, go to, go to hear, hearthepeople.org. H-E-A-R, hearthepeople.org, and they can support my effort to get us a better Congress. Uh, they can see how that would work, and this is the reform we need. Uh, the Congress we have now are a bunch of fundraisers and ne'er-do-wells, and we need people that actually have leadership skills and intelligence. Uh, 
Yeah. Let's see if that happens. John, you know, I, I used to be a marriage counselor. I'd like you to remind your wife you're a heterosexual male in California. It's easier for you to get another wife than it is a good hamburger. So keep her on her toes, John Cox. All right. I will. Thank you. I will. Thank you. That's good advice, Sean. I appreciate thank, that. Okay. Thank you. Thank you very much. We'll be back with your calls and comments. He's Sean Thompson. Hello, Mr. Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. I can't remember her name. Is it Karen Johnson? Also known as Whoopi. What was Ted Danson thinking? Was anybody able to find her eyebrows now that she looks like Marlon Brando in the Isle of Dr. Moreau? I'm going to be on day one. I'm going to be a dictator who says it to you, tells you, I'm going to put you people away. I'm going to take all the journalists. I'm going to take all the gay folks. I'm going to move you all around and disappear you. If that's the country you want, you know who to vote for. If that's not, if that's not the country you want, you have to make a decision. Yeah. You got to vote for the feeble fascist who doesn't tell you what he's going to do. He just does it as he steals the people's money, gets us into World War Three, and then lies to your face repeatedly, along with his apparatchiks, his inside traitors, whether it's Pelosi. He scores very high on all of those points, and many people are appreciating and enjoying it. They just are not giving him credit for it. See, you, you, you know he's doing You just don't give him credit for it. You have to be a moron or a welfare roach. You'll vote for her. And you'll vote for the Mike Madigan of the Carolinas known as James Clyburn, an open and notorious fraud and scallywag. We do have the issues on our side, and I think we have the candidate uh, that the vast majority of the American people uh, will be comfortable with. They are comfortable with his uh, service for the last three years, and I think they're going to be very comfortable throughout this year. On into the- You're going to be comfortable whether you want to be or not, just like you Chicagoans. Shut your mouth as this do-nothing, know-nothing Marxist fraud diverts $95 million to illegal aliens. I wonder if you're giving him sex change operations. Here's another child, fresh out of college, never made a dollar in his life. His name is Bates. I think his first name is Albert. I think his father was master. But thanks to Bidenomics and the president's investing in America agenda, Allentown and communities nationwide are experiencing an economic comeback. As we saw yesterday. You know what that is, Squirrel? The microphone knew he was lying. They knew the electronics, the AI said, I will not let this child tell you things are good. Today, the president's economic agenda is working. And then did you ever hear of something called a dark Brandon meme? What the hell is that? You know how it all came about, right? When they were yelling, F Joe Biden. And the reporter said, let's go, Brandon. Everybody knows what that is. Well, apparently the Marxist morons, the ones right out of college, like most of the idiots that support this thief, traitor, some call president, uh, they think they're winning. You're a lap behind, children. You, Rob, were a part of, I know not alone, but kind of flipping the dark Brandon meme to make it more of a winner, probably to the anger of the people who were screaming, you know, let's go Brandon at events. How do you combat this kind of ongoing attack on his age and these attacks and suggestions that he's not up for the job? So, so you know what a dark Brandon meme is, Squirrel? It's a coffee mug 
that if you give this fool money, he sends you, and when you pour your hot coffee in it, the sunglasses get dark. And that's how you're combating not only 43% of the nation that says, I'm not a Republican or a Democrat anymore, but the fact that he can't go anywhere without being heckled. You think you're winning, children? Oh, the American people know Joe Biden's age. Uh, they also know that with that age comes wisdom, comes experience, comes judgment. That's why they elected him in the first place. And I would also say that they understand that those qualities stand in stark contrast to everybody else on the other side. You know what else they know? Child, good-for-nothing, communist-sympathizing whore. They know that he's a traitor. They know. And all they have to do is look at the evidence that the Federal Bureau of Incompetence, the forever-bothering Italians... The same so-called investigators that were a quarter mile away from Mike Madigan as he ran the city and state like a mafia don and knew nothing. They know that that entity is protecting the evidence that Joe Biden, his scumbag, low-life sister-in-law, banging crackhead son, and his dimwit brother and dog-faced sister are a crime family. I don't make money from China. You do. I don't make money from Ukraine. You do. I don't make money from Russia. You made three and a half million dollars, Joe. They even have a statement. We have to give 10% to the big man. You're the big man, I think. You sense it. We have to give 10% to the big man. Joe, what's that all about? Was anything? It's that you're a thief and a traitor and everybody knows it. Tony and Bartlett. John, I got an idea regarding the need for uh extra labor in this country they never wait, tell us wait, tony hold on wait wait wait. we got a 15 seconds before the ideas segment comes okay i'll let you go early go ahead with the idea okay so here's the idea we keep hearing we need all these uh migrants to come in and do the jobs americans won't do but they don't tell us how many jobs there are so let's start with this let's take all the nonviolent criminals in prison put them on a work release program and as part of their sentence have them pick vegetables the corporations get cheap labor, and we free up the prisons for, for room for the more violent criminals. What do you think? Tony, I think there's about 9,000 lawyers out there that would love if you uh, implemented that idea so that they could sue the hell out of the prison system and the government because their clients got calluses. I think you're underestimating the litigious nature of the Democrat sewer areas. I think the greatest thing that we could do is what we are doing, and that is that these areas have nullified our laws whether they be immigration or criminal, and are devolving right before our eyes into little third-world hellholes instead of all over the world, right in our country. And it's a sad day, and I understand people like what they're used to and yada, 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 but it's about time people recognize it and go to high ground. I look forward to seeing you on 41 in Vanderbilt. Thank you very much. Robert in Bloomingdale. Sean, how are you doing today? Splendid. Listen, I was at my Knights of Columbus meeting yesterday. Did you have and, your funny hat uh, on? They... No, no, they don't give us the funny little hats anymore. Oh, I like the funny hats. And you know what? You made the uh, you made the goat Casanovas a little nervous. That had a little bit of the old uh, the old twist in it, the old world twist in it, huh? It's sword. And you got the funny hat. Next thing you know, they start thinking it's the seventh century. It didn't turn out so good for them. Go ahead. No, they, they, they got away from that. Now they got these weird-looking uniforms of the military. But the reason I was calling is that, watch out, ladies and gentlemen, there's a referendum coming up in the primary or the general election. And basically, if you want your son or daughter, if, if basically, if, if, if it passes, your son and daughter, without parental consent, can have an operation or hormones, and the parents have no say-so 
if they want a male or a female in this state. So I would say vote no on that on the referendum. What do you think, too, Tom? I think you better realize that in the state of Illinois, in any other Democrat-run state, your property is not your property and your kids are not your kids. You are all wards of the state and you'll like it. Holly and Desplaines. Yeah, I wanted to comment from before you were saying that uh, the weapons going to Ukraine were going to Hamas and all that. Also, Afghanistan. I want to add also, Whoopi is absolutely a, a witch. Any and everything that's fun. But the real danger is what's happening with this whole weather system and what they have planned against us. We don't know that they might drop on us with all these cells around us. So it's a crazy time. and. It's a crazy time, and Whoopi Goldberg has no eyebrows and had more abortions than she cares to talk about. You know, that's a funny thing. said she had so many abortions, Whoopi Goldberg, that she can't remember them. Huh. And that led me to a story that broke on Project Veritas yesterday. No longer affiliated with James O'Keefe, but still giving some useful information. How many people knew your money was going for this as well? Apparently, we can, we're paying Planned Parenthood to kill babies of children. Nobody knew this? Not even the parents? I don't have to provide like any documentation I'm related, right? No. <laughs> uh-huh. If a kid needs an abortion, uh-huh. can you guys help them with that during the school hours? Yeah, yeah we can help them. Some parents can help like, transportation-wise um, and help them like do it within school hours so their parents won't find out. We had 13-year-old girls come into our facility. And a 13-year-old girl, you know, they really don't understand abortion. And they were always really confused. How does she qualify without her parents' information? We have a lot of plans that the government give us. Taxpayer dollars in many states is not meant to fund abortion. We know that this money is crossing state lines. We know that it's going to fund abortions in other states. So do you know people that Planned Parenthood has helped transport out of the state? Uh, some of our patients. A lot of out-of-states coming? All the time. Really? We mostly see Texas and Oklahoma patients. There you go. That must be one of the booming businesses J.B. Pritzker was talking about. So you got the Chinese communist battery for the EVs. You got the baby murderers called Planned Parenthood. Here's another Illinois business that's thriving. Cannabis sales are booming in Illinois. This is the third consecutive year of record setting growth for adult. Nice. Chinese communist front businesses, baby murder and dope sales. Look at you. Sam Giancana is smiling. 312-642-5600. He believes in freedom, capitalism, and individual liberty. And because of that, he's become an enemy of the state. He's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. Hey, let's go, Brandon. I keep it drawn like I'm Nick Cannon. Hey. Let's go, Brandon. Pandemic ain't real. They just planted. 43%. This is the greatest news you've ever had today. 43% of Americans refuse to partake in the duopoly of corruption. Whether it's the Nikki Haley, fat slob Chris Christie, Republicans, Mitt Romney, let's not forget Magic Pants, or the bald faced Marxist mafia by Joe Robinette. My socks are wet and I can't figure out why. Biden. Craig in Mount Greenwood. Craig, that's two times I went to this guy, and he's not there. Now you're done. For two days, I ain't taking his call. Jim in South Elgin. Happy New Year, my friend. Happy New Year. I just uh, uh, found out that the uh, uh, town of Broadlawns and Narrow Mines, Oak Park, 
I just implemented a ban starting this month on any new construction having a natural gas supply hooked up to the building. They don't like natural gas. Natural gas is bad. Makes things warmer. The the, the earth is, it's hot like a rock in a barbecue. It's burning up. Yeah, we're setting record cold temperatures and your people are covered in snow. But that's all right. You believe what they tell you to believe. Yeah, I like it. Okay. Well, these for Oak Park. If Oak Park was a stock, I'd be buying puts. I'd be shorting the hell out of it. (laughs) The hell wants to live there? I don't even want to drive through it, Oak Park. Did you ever go to Starbucks in Oak Park, Squirrel? I thought I was being a gentleman, letting a bunch of women caught in front of me in line. They were just old men from Oak Park. Couldn't tell the difference. Do not accept and shrug your shoulders at the normalization of untruths. Because we're living in an era now, there's so much distortion of reality, outright fabrication. You mean like your rules for COVID? You lying, pickle-faced whore? You disgrace to Italians around the world, outside of the mafia, which is jealous because your job came with a pension. They just get put in prison. But not you, huh, pickle-face? You were just in front of the Senate admitting you made it all up. And you knew full well that the Chinese Communist Party, along with financing by the NIH through EcoHealth Alliance, created the greatest bioweapon released on mankind. And now you're going to lecture us about truth? You've never told the truth in your miserable five foot four existence, have you? Lying conspiracy theories that it's so prevalent that people sort of shrug their shoulders and say, well, nothing to do about it. It's the new normal. No. Do not accept that as the new normal, because whenever you have the acceptance of untruths and distortions, ultimately, it's going to erode at the foundation of the social order and other. That's why 43 percent of your fellow Americans refuse to be affiliated with the duopoly of waste, fraud, abuse and corruption referred to as Democrats and Republicans. That's a great day. Mark and Oglon. Sean, thanks for taking my call. How are you? Good, brother. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Hey, did you see on uh, CNN on January 6th? Let's just start off with no from there, and then we'll work down. Go ahead. That news guy was crying like a baby because he was so so upset about, uh, uh, you know, and I thought about it. Where do I get my news from? Do I get it from CNN? Do I get it from Fox? Do I get it from CNBC? You know where I get it from? I get it from the Sean Thompson show. Oh. And I, I really mean that, Sean. You, you, you cover everything, and, and you're fair. You know, you go after Republicans, Democrats, and, you know, you talked about that guy uh, in South Carolina. Uh, what's his name? The Clyborne. Cole Clyborne, yeah. And, and you know, when, when, when Biden was at his uh, inauguration, uh, George W. Bush went up to Clyborne on a hot mic, and he said, uh, oh, you're our hero. Without yeah. you, we never would have been there. You know. Yeah. Just, just. It's disgusting. Is that more offensive, or the photograph of uh, uh, Lolo Satoro, also known as Barack Obama's stepfather, with old man Bush? Which one's more offensive? Hard to pick, but more evidence it's a mafia. We'll be back. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this 
is the Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy. We are having connectivities with our next guest, and we will effort to get him on. Uh, and if we can't, we will reschedule, because he's a very interesting attorney and somebody we need to talk to. But in the meantime, let's cover some of the local atrocities. Shall we? I think we shall, Squirrel. Tens of thousands of laptops, iPads, and other electronics are missing from Chicago public schools. An inspector general's report found 77,000 devices were reported lost or stolen. I'm sorry. Did she say 77,000? That seems like a lot. 30,000 a kid. I wonder, is this in the 30,000 or do the people buy the laptops? And don't the laptops have like a locator on them? During the 2021-2022 school year, total value, $23 million. The device Drinks are on the house. Well, the good news is you got $95 million surplus. Oh, it's going to the illegal aliens? Okay, well, then you don't have it. This is what missing after students took them home for remote learning during the pandemic. CPS spent $2.5 million on tracking software, but did not use it, saying it was flawed. <laughs> 312-642-5600. So should we be more mad that we have the tracking software and we didn't use it? Or should we be more mad that 77,000 laptops have disappeared as if they were in a Louis Vuitton store on Michigan Avenue? Our work uncovered an incident where there were a pair of siblings, a brother and a sister at a school, who between them lost nine or ten devices. And- Two people lost nine or ten devices. And they just kept giving them to him. Boy, oh boy, oh boy. Maybe this explains why nobody can read. Nobody can do math. And there's no record or indication that the school district or anyone reached out to the family, mentioned that this was an issue, tried to figure out what had happened. You remember, uh, Squirrel, when you'd lose a library book? Now you're young. Maybe you didn't do that. You lose a library book and your parents would get a bill and you'd have to... I don't know what I do with it. You throw the whole house up for grabs, look under the TV, find dust bunnies and whatnot. Now they just write it off. CPS says in a district of our size, some device loss is expected, but we remain concerned about the loss of any public asset. The district is now working on improving device tracking and has recovered 12,000 laptops so far. Where were they? Uh, anybody want to talk about where they were? In the meantime, you've got good news because you're making money. State of Illinois is really raking it in. Business is growing. You heard J.B. Pritzker tell you as much. Cannabis sales are booming in Illinois. This is the third consecutive year of record-setting growth for adult-use cannabis sales. The new annual record for 2023 exceeds $1.6 billion. Dispensaries sold more than 42 million items last year, and that's a 15% increase from 2022. So I'm assuming there's a lot of new stores, right? A lot of new new uh, uh, retail shops and, uh, in, in, in depressed areas. A lot of people who are just citizens that own them, right? Wrong. That's controlled by the Illinois Republican Party, like video gaming. In the meantime, you've got a massive growth. Didn't J.B. Pritzker and his family own an entire building where they cultivated Silicon Valley people? In fact, wasn't it Google that bought the Thompson Center? So that's good news, right? Google lays off hundreds of employees as it aims to cut costs. The company cut about 1,000 jobs across several departments, including voice assistant and engineering. The majority of those laid off worked on Google augmented reality hardware teams. In January of last year, Google pledged to cut costs, saying it would lay off 12,000 employees. And that's about 6% of its workforce. That's good. That's good, right? I mean, uh, it's a booming economy. I believe it's referred to as Bidenomics, and it's doing well. In the meantime, 
What exactly is happening around our nation in these so-called public schools? You think it's just Illinois? You're wrong. It's pretty much any little Democrat nook and cranny. Here's one, ironically, in Texas, in one of the strong holdouts of the Democrat mafia. Our top story, a shocking fight between a student and teacher caught on camera. She really couldn't talk. She don't understand why she was crying. Tonight, the 65-year-old teacher's loved one says something needs to be done. That fight unfolding earlier today in front of a crowd of students at Normandy High School. Good evening, everyone. I'm Kelly Jackson. And I'm Mike Bush. Tonight, school leaders say they are working with police and conducting an investigation of their own. Five on your side's Brent Solomon is learning more about what led to the violent confrontation. Take a look at how a student drags a 65-year-old science teacher who's already on the ground. It appears the teacher tries to restrain the student as the student kicks and throws blows. What kind of a, of a kid, what kind of anybody, would beat up a 65-year-old teacher? And if you look at the teacher, she's built a lot like Ashley Babbitt, only she's not a Caucasian. She's black. And she beat the hell out of her own teacher in another Democrat-funded public school. And this is more common than you think. It's happening all around the country. And the other thing that's happening around the country is sometimes the students aren't legal. In fact, when you see some of the news in these Democrat strongholds who have designated themselves as proud Democrats, you realize it isn't just the normal mayhem of robbing, beating, stealing. It's even child rape. Toddlers were allegedly sexually assaulted in a bathroom at the Galleria by multiple men. One of the men was a mall employee. Fox 26's Natalie He is joining us now live from the Galleria with the disturbing details. Natalie. Well, Anthony, court documents reveal that there were up to seven men involved in the sex assault. It apparently happened at one of the public bathrooms here at the Galleria Mall. And tonight, one local organization has an important message for parents. The FBI is arrested. Notice how long they're telling the story before they release the perpetrator's name. Guess what? The name isn't from London, England. It's not from Ireland, Scotland. It's not even from Finland. Arthur Hector Fernandez III and charged the 29-year-old with sexual exploitation of children. Fernandez is pictured here on his private Instagram with the username allegedly Hector. His account... Allegedly, Hector. We're going to get to that. I'm going to take a short break. We were able to get our guest. We're going to bring him on because it's crucially important. You hear what he has to say. It'll be a short break. We'll be back. Make money, smoke cigars, and live free on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. AM560, The Answer. My next guest is somebody that I really wanted to talk to. And the reason is he gives you the silver lining in what we are experiencing being trapped in a Democrat-run area. And that is the normalization of fraud, lies, and propaganda. Do not accept and shrug your shoulders at the normalization of untruths. Because Ironically, told by a pathological liar. See, the reality is when you don't have fact-based truth, lies become normal. These are Democrat areas, and this is what has subverted our nation writ large. My next guest is an author and attorney with over two decades of experience handling civil litigation in state and federal court in Louisiana. He's also the author of a three-part series. The book is Fake News Exposed, 
about Trump, 25 of the worst media lies and biased attacks on President Trump and his family. He is attorney Daniel Street. Thank you for joining me. How are you? Doing great. Thank you for having me on. Well, it's very important because I don't know how you narrowed it down to just 25. Um, But can you tell me? (laughs) Yeah, well, you know, actually it's three volumes. So the total number of fake news stories that I cover is 83. And then if someone buys the book, each one of the books, uh, they get access to another free chapter. So that's actually 86. So it's 86 fake news media lies, misinformation, uh, biased attacks and misinformation campaigns against President Trump. And and I will tell you, even cutting it down to that uh, took a tremendous amount of editing. Yeah, I'm sure it did. You know, I have to tell you, I um, I've known a lot about Donald Trump. I, I grew up in the right era. And, uh, you know, when you grow up in the 70s and you're a kid and you watch your family struggle, you start to hear of, of Donald Trump. In fact, it was in the 70s his father turned over the the uh, Trump enterprises to him, and he went on, and in the 80s, you know what happened, and through the 90s. But one thing that always troubled me is that he always surrounded himself and gave money to Democrats, specifically some of the worst players. For instance, in Chicago, he had hired a, a, a half-assed alder, uh, alderman who became a, a uh, convicted gangster by the name of Ed Burke. He hired his law firm when he built the Trump Tower in Chicago. He had given $50,000 to the nine-fingered gangster Rahm Emanuel. He's been a legacy of being a Democrat and supporting Democrats. But I always kind of knew that. So I didn't really love Donald Trump. When he ran and won, I was interested in his policies. He won my affection because he was the president of peace through foreign policy and efficiency through understanding the waste, fraud, and abuse in government, and the overregulating. So I loved them. But I never bought the lies that were being kicked out, and they were almost kicked out instantaneously. And we come to find out it's because Barack Obama had infiltrated his campaign through misuse of the FISA law, and that the attack on him being a Russian asset was actually a document paid for by Hillary Clinton. How did the media not cover this properly? This is obviously strategic, and they're obviously... Um, part of the proletariat, aren't they? Oh, no doubt about it. In fact, what I often say is that most media reporting should have to be should have to be disclosed to the Federal Elections Commission as uh, campaign in kind campaign contributions to the Democratic Party, because that's the level of misinformation and propaganda that is routinely directed at conservatives. But no one in the history of this country bore the brunt of that like Donald J. Trump has. So what are the ones that, um, like I said, I mean, it's really astonishing how you how you which one really stands out where it's unequivocally beyond the shadow of a doubt. I mean, I think they all are. But which one is undeniable by even somebody who may be a Democrat? You mean which uh, which of the attacks, the bias, which uh, bald face lie? You know, is it Russia collusion? Yeah. Which one is it? Is it this what we see now about the the Trump companies? Which one really sticks out? I, I think the one that offends me the worst is the uh, Charlottesville, what I call the Charlottesville Nazis are very fine people lie. Okay. And uh, President Trump did not say that Nazis are very fine people. He condemned them in that public statement multiple times. In fact, in multiple pu- public statements dating back twenty years. And um, that that one, the reason it upsets me so much is 
uh, President Biden claims that statement that never happened, that misinformation is what prompted him to run. So President Biden says, Joe Biden said, oh, I heard I heard President Trump say that Nazis were fine people and I decided I had to run. That Something had to be done about that. And, of course, that's complete misinformation. It's not true and it's not what President Trump said. And that individually, that's the story that bothers me the most yes. because it's, it's, it's so viciously dishonest. I, I mean, it's it's really something to watch as you see a guy who was mentioned in 37 rap videos, who has a longtime legacy of fighting for people of all races. You see him cast as this racist and being from Chicago with uh, a memory and somebody who can read. I remember when a Chicago oligarch, longtime wretched human being who claims to be a reverend by the name of Jesse Jackson from the Church of Perpetual Tax Evasion, ran for president in the 90s. And one of the things that, one of the reasons I really wasn't excited about Trump is I watched with my own eyes, and you can see it anywhere you want to look at it, as Donald Trump gave Jesse Jackson an office in Trump Tower for free to work as a campaign headquarter. And the way in which he's been attacked I was shocked as I watched Democrats like Jesse Jackson run with that message that he is a racist. This is another provably false accusation that has been perpetrated for at least the last five years. Do you think there is a way to point to the fact he's never been a racist, never had a racist policy? And during his presidency, you could argue, gave more money to historically black colleges than any black Democrat ever in government, couldn't you? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, that's uh, you, you bring up a good point. President Trump did more for historically black colleges and universities than in his four years than Barack Obama did in eight. And um, it, but, you know, it's one of those things that's hard to disprove. You know, how does a person prove that, that they are or are not racist or sexist or whatever? You know, yeah. President Trump has an entire lifetime of, of colorblind acts and charity and generosity, but that doesn't stop, uh, you know, the misinformation. And the reason for that is because that's all politics, and, and politics doesn't have to be true. Certainly political attacks are typically aren't. And um, it, it, you know, it's very disheartening. It has to be for someone like President Trump, who uh, you would think, I'm sure he expected to get uh, at least some support from these folks and, and not so many vicious, vitriolic attacks. So I imagine that uh, bruised his sensibilities quite a bit. Yeah. You know, you and I share something. We're both from areas that have a strong Democrat mafia presence. And I'm wondering, when you have such obvious corruption, such obvious uh, uh, theft of policy, but more importantly, such obvious failed policies. You know, being from Chicago, I cannot think of one policy that turned out the way it was sold to the people. Not one. Louisiana is another area that has a long-time legacy Democrat mafia stronghold. This could only happen even in our little areas with the compliance and capitulation of what is referred to as media, can't it? Well, without a doubt, you know, we, we were able to break the, uh, the Democrat stranglehold on Louisiana. Um, so 
Democrats are, are, I think, probably a permanent minority in the state of Louisiana. Republicans control both houses, and they control every last statewide elected office as of now, as of this week. That's fantastic, Yeah, when our new governor took over. So, but there's no doubt that without the media, the the vast majority of the Democrats' insanity, and when I talk about insanity, I'm talking about their transgender insanity and their taxation insanity and their immigration insanity. All of that would it, it would stop almost overnight. Well, the funny thing is, I grew up being a fan always of my nation, right? Understanding what was the principle of my nation, why we were the youngest and the richest, because we were a nation built on the citizen. And I never thought there would be this many Americans that would be willing to give away that principle for a job, for a pension. And when you come to the areas where the mafia has been able to survive, has not been beaten back, whether it's New York, New Jersey, Chicago, or sadly for the last couple of decades anyway, California, I think you have to look to examples of states that were able to beat it back, like Louisiana. So my question to you, you're obviously somebody who uh, works worked in the system and understands the system. What do you think was the turning point where the citizens who are victims of this kind of uh, political mafia had enough in Louisiana? Give us all in Chicago and Illinois some hope. What was it, in your opinion, that really transformed Louisiana to be somewhere that turned around? Sure. Yeah, well, the the reason, in my opinion, Louisiana is now solidly Republican is because Louisiana is, tends to be, the people here tend to be very religious. So yeah. um, if you believe in the gospel of Jesus, then the the message from the Democrat Party is really uh, unabashedly, we don't want you. And that's what turned most people in Louisiana who were lifetime Democrats and had been in the party all their lives and their family had, but they were, they were what we would call conservative Democrats. They believe in the right to bear arms and they believe in free speech and they believe in in the gospel of Jesus. You know, the, the Democrats got away from that and, and people wouldn't follow. Well, I gave you a layup to give us some hope and you put the nail in the coffin because there's nobody in Chicago or (laughs) Illinois believes in any of that stuff. (laughs) So thanks for nothing. Uh, it's really, I mean, my word, it's really sad as we sit there. And I don't know if you saw Illinois successfully infringed the Second Amendment in the way the king had dreamt of. And our, our, our governor, also known as our king, is two pant sizes bigger. So we're hopeless in Illinois, aren't we? Well, I don't want to say that. I don't, I don't know enough about your demography yeah, uh, to be hopeless, but but I will tell you, if the economy gets bad enough, um, uh, for long enough, uh, people people will want to change just in general. So yeah, uh, th- there's hope there because the Democrats' policies are just going to absolutely kill us on yeah. energy independence and uh, taxation and everything else. Man, oh, man. You know, our reverend, I told you, we we have the reverend Jesse Jackson from the Church of Perpetual Tax Evasion and that Rainbow Push Coalition. He's knocking up waitresses in California, having kids he doesn't pay alimony, and the Chicagoans are like, are you still our guy? So that's the part that's depressing. (laughs) And he does it with the support of media. And when you watch these mannequins, these morons who were too ugly to get a job in a New York soap opera, that's where it all really boils down to, just like the ones that attack Trump, doesn't it? Well, the media, look, so many of these people who, who are 
or media darlings. Jesse Jackson, you mentioned um, Al Sharpton and a number of others. You know, they they literally would would not have. They would have a like Al Sharpton would have a little local church somewhere, maybe. Maybe if he wasn't a media darling, you know. So the media builds these people up, or a lot of them, and props them up, and and that's why, like you you were commenting earlier about how close Trump was to some of these people back whenever he was a private businessman. That's because that was good business. Yeah, that's you know? a problem, though. And, when, you know, what's the point the of having a billion dollars if you can't tell one of these short-in-the-pants mafia members to go scratch? But the other thing I also recognize is when you look at uh, not just George Steph- Stephanopoulos, who was uh, Clinton's front man and liaison and transporter of interns to the Oval Office, but when you look at Chuck Todd, married to a huge Democrat lobbyist, worked for Democrat senators, how much of that is really systemically the problem, where these phony reporters actually have relationships or married to or are interwoven with lobbyists? Isn't that another issue that should be addressed? Oh, my word. Listen, when you start researching fake news, and particularly like the Russian collusion hoax is what I call it. When you start researching that and you start looking at the Department of Justice and all of these Democrat uh, activists, and then you start looking at uh, media personalities, you'll see that there's an in- incredible amount of nepotism, cronyism, and just overlap. You know, and I could give you some illustrations, but um, it, it's it's shocking. You know, you were talking about Hillary Clinton and the Clinton campaign paying for uh, and bankrolling the Russia collusion hoax. Well, yeah. they hired Fusion GPS, yeah, which which hired Christopher Steele, and Fusion GPS employed uh, a former uh, a former attorney at the uh, United States Department of Justice, whose husband remained at the United States Department of Justice, and they took a bunch of their. Russian collusion nonsense, which was totally, utterly untrue, and peddled it to the DOJ through these this couple. It's you know? insane. And yeah, was that the, was that the? Uh, I, they were both of terribly ugly people, but the wife really could sour milk. What the hell was her name? Uh, the, her husband's name is Lou, right? Lou isn't the, the husband's name last name? No, Lou? it's no. It, uh, hold on, if you hadn't asked me, I remember it's. Uh, she looked like Arnold Horshack from Cody. Bruce. Bruce Orr and Nellie Orr. That's it. Nellie Orr. Oh, my (laughs) word. She looks like a transgendering Arnold Horshack from Welcome Back, Cotter, to poor thing. God bless her. I remember. Yeah, well, I'm not the, yeah, you you, go ahead. You could save me. I'm going to be banging on the doors asking for your name. But in the meantime, (laughs) this is something that has really infiltrated our bureaucracy that we call our government, isn't it? This is just systemically corrupted at this point. You you would be amazed at how many times when you start digging into these issues and digging into these stories and digging into these federal investigations and the reporting about the federal investigations and the leaks, how many times it's all the same people. It's the same little cabal. How many times Peter Strzok and Lisa Page and Bruce Orr and, and all of them and Glenn, Glenn Simpson, how many times they come up, you know, people don't realize that the, the Trump tower, if you remember the Trump tower nonsense, the Trump Tower was a setup. Yeah. It, it was the Russian the Russian lawyer was under contract with Fusion GPS, who had been hired by the Clinton campaign. She met with Glenn Simpson before the Trump Tower meeting. She met with Glenn Simpson the day after the Trump Tower meeting. And that was the guy that had been paid a million dollars 
by you, by a combination of the Clinton campaign and the DNC. That's the way this thing works. And that and it, Clinton it, Foundation it, it, is at the root of billions of dollars. And you know what my favorite part about that scam, that front group is? During Trump years, you didn't hear peep. Nobody gave a nickel. It wasn't until the dimwit and diapers stole the office that they raised their head up again. And it's amazing how they're immune to scandal, whether it's the billions they stole in Haiti or the fact that they worked out a deal to sell uranium to Russia. It's like they're the Teflon Don John Gotti wished he was, isn't it? Well, no doubt. I mean, they, you know, anybody else, if anybody else had run a two and a half billion dollar foundation with while obtaining millions and millions and millions of contributions to the foundation from foreign governments and foreign conglomerates and multinational corporations with business before the United States Department of State when Hillary Clinton was Secretary of State. If anybody else did that, they they would be in shackles. But the Clintons now, da- don't even get investigated. Now, Daniel, what I like about your history is that you got over two decades of civil and uh, 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 litigation in state and federal court. I walked around with that certain American arrogance because even though I was in the hub of the mafia, Chicago Democrat hub, where every fracking attorney was in on the scam and they were working the deal, I always thought there were more good attorneys that loved the principle of American law as the shield of the ordinary honest American and would fight off the weapons of the mafia corruption that was created in these regulations and corrupt Democrat courthouses. And obviously I was wrong, but I still do think there are good areas around the nation with good attorneys, and that's what it's going to take to save us. Are you optimistic as one of these good attorneys in a good area? Do you think that we can still fight off the tyranny the, the, the weaponized re- regulation and law that our government has become comfortable wielding. Do you, do you still have optimism? Yes, I do. And, and I try to uh, make that known every time I do an interview, every time I do a guest appearance, anywhere I go. Is I, I always try to tell people, look, sometimes all of this, when, when, you, when you look at the big picture and you see how many ways our way of life is being attacked and by how many from how many different directions, by how many different people and different groups, it can be overwhelming. But the people of this country are incredibly resilient. And there are a lot of good people. There are a lot of decent people. There are a lot of hardworking people. And that applies to lawyers. And, and we've been fighting this battle since the day this country was founded, even before. Yeah. Um, no, I agree. America has a lot has a lot of history yet to be written. And I think some of it could be our best times. So, and, and I want people to stay positive. Don't curl up in a ball and think we can't overcome all this. We've been overcoming it. Look, like election integrity. I said Democrats have been stealing elections for almost 200 years. This yeah. didn't start four years ago. No, exactly. And, you know, it's funny. I, I, I love the founding, right? I try to read everything, every, every, everything between the, the founders' communication with themselves, the Federalist, the Anti-Federalist, all of it. And, and one thing you realize is they're all really lawyers, whether they had degrees or not. That's what they were. And I love the idea that they put in place this system of, of law as the shield. It's just sometimes it gets overwhelming when you watch it become bastardized in these mafia strongholds called democrat areas but the good news is you're kicking out books it's a three-part series uh fake news exposed about trump uh where can they go to 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 buy the book 
and keep an eye on what you're doing and uh, give them a little optimism. Yeah, I always tell everybody, go to go to my website. My website is DanielRStreet.com. So that's DanielRStreet.com. There's links to my books where you can go get them at Amazon. There's a link to my Substack, which is free. My Substack's free. There's links to my social media accounts. And I, I will tell you, right now, your listeners can go to my website, and they can get my newest book, which is covers 25 different things. It's not just about Trump. There's a, there's 10 chapters about COVID. There's a couple of chapters about Governor DeSantis and misinformation and media attacks on him, uh, immigration, gun control, and other things. And they can get that digital version of that book for free, and they wow. can get the audio book for free right now. And uh, that's at my website. I'm going to listen to it this weekend. I really appreciate you making time. I know you were busy. I really do appreciate you making time for me. He is Daniel Street. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for having me. We'll be back with your calls and comments. This is the Sean Thompson Show, where Democrats are always wrong, Republicans are seldom right, and politicians are never, ever to be trusted. On AM560, The Answer. AM560. Billions, tens of thousands of weapons missing. Victor Bout and the Ukrainian Azov Battalion, also known as Nazis, having a time at our life. So it's Friday, Squirrel. I know it's snowy, but I want you to party like a Ukrainian lobbyist. In the meantime, can you guess who this is? Do you know who that was? Vivek Ramaswamy, the man of many talents. I'll tell you, if it wasn't for my questions about that biotech fraud, I'd really like that son of a gun. Cream Puff Gin. Jim, what the hell is Chicago cologne? Is it a urinal cake? You rub it on your ears? What do you got there? When you're a kid, have you ever used JD's? JD's? You're probably too too young. No, I used that old one from the barber shop in the 19th century with the man on it. I love that. To this day, I love it. Yeah, see, it is the best. Yeah. But what I was thinking about, who's the, who's the cat that was drummed out of the prairie uh, the, from the uh, House of Representatives? The, Adam something or other? Adam, oh, Adam Kissinger, what the hell is his name? I can't think of his Adam name. Kissinger. Adam Kissinger. Yeah, no, uh, uh, this guy. He's this guy, the guy who said his constituents. Anyway, he Kissinger. said, he said, he said, if you get downwind of Trump, you can't believe the odors emitting from the different orifices in his body. I mean, he's... He smells, how you can still breathe and smell that bad. <laughs> Just listen to this. this. is the guy you're taking advice from. I'm sorry to say it. The 700,000 people you represent, their opinions are absolutely irrelevant. Absolutely there you go. irrelevant. Now, that two-bit moron that never had a job in his miserable life, worth millions. His wife, when she was his girlfriend, worked for uh, Boehner and the boys through through as a as a liaison in the office so he wanted a job with trump trump didn't give him a job and then he became a never trumper he's just another whore who didn't get what he wanted now he's throwing around accusations what do you think of that yeah i know but i, I agree but with, with the smell i've never heard anybody smell that bad i mean wait this great you got the nose of a blood <laughs> you're so full of it because i was at a party once with those dimwit dailies you want to talk about freaking stinking those dailies smell like a urinal cake, that's for sure. And you were kissing their ass for that pension, so don't tell me you think Trump stinks. Teresa on the Brass Coast. Hey, Sean, Brass Coast, 
checking in. Um, you know, I called uh, when you were waiting for Daniel to get loaded up there, and yeah. um, you were talking about uh, the laptops being stolen and CS not putting a tracker on them. And yeah, all just, that. A, just and, a few I of mean, them. You paid two and a half million for the tracker, and then they said they didn't want to use it. Uh, yeah, the, right. I mean this, this tens one. of thousands of laptops, iPads, and other electronics are missing from Chicago public schools. An inspector general's report found 77,000 devices were reported lost or stolen during the 2021-2022 school year. Total value: 23 million dollars. The devices went missing after students took them home for remote learning during the pandemic. CPS spent two and a half million dollars on tracking software, but did not use it, saying it was flawed. So what are you more mad about, the $2.5 million you spent for the tracking and they didn't use it, or the $23 million you just threw out the window? Which one aggravates you more? I'll tell you what aggravates me more is the poor parenting that's out there. That's what aggravates me more. Are you sure? How do you know the parents didn't help them sell it on Craigslist? See, you're speculating there. I like to think that the parents are entrepreneurs taking advantage of a system that was built for corruption. After all, daddy needs a new pair of shoes. I remember when that meant you wanted to roll a hard four. Uh, Eric Marengo. Hey, Sean, killing like always. Just want to tell you, the last guest reminded me of an awesome story of how uh, when Trump first got in, he gave Emma Rosa a low-level cabinet position. Remember that? No, of course I do. Well, she was qualified. Yeah, yeah she was qualified. Oh, yeah, well, he fired her like three weeks later. but Yeah. Well, Eric, the thing about an accusation of racism is all it has to do is be cast, and nobody looks at the person casting it. That's why the indictment of a Democrat scum on your character should mean absolutely nothing. Not only do they support policies that have proven themselves to destroy everywhere they've ever touched, whether it's Venezuela or New York or Chicago. Who really cares what they have to say about anything? You have nothing. And your overlords and gods that you bend knee to and and, and believe every word that comes out of their mouth. Enrich themselves by lying, cheating, and stealing. Do not accept and shrug your shoulders at the normalization of untruths. Because we're living in an era now, there's so much distortion of reality, outright fabrication, lying, conspiracy theories, that it's so prevalent that people sort of shrug their shoulders and say, well, nothing to do about it, it's the new normal. No. Do not accept that as the new normal, because whenever you have the acceptance of untruths and distortions... Another question for you. Governor J.B. Pritzker says the benefits from the sales of the social order. ...to voluntarily divulge the names of scientists who receive royalties and from which companies. Over the period of time from 2010 to 2016, 27,000 royalty payments were paid to 1,800 NIH employees. We know that. Not because you told us, but because we forced you to tell us through the Freedom of Information Act. Over $193 million was given to these 18 employee, 1,800 employees. Can you tell me that you have not received a royalty from any entity that you ever oversaw the distribution of money in research grants? Um, well, first of all, let's talk about... Royalties. That's the question. No, that's the question. Have oh, you ever no, overseen, Senator, have you ever received a royalty plan. payment from a company? That you and now this thieving scumbag trader is giving you advice on truth? That's how you know he, he's a Democrat, because they're the only ones that would accept any kind of advice 
from liars and cheats and frauds, let alone keep their kids home from school, not go see their dying relatives in hospitals, or let their businesses be stolen by a corrupt government. Do not accept and shrug your shoulders at the normalization of untruths. Pay attention, squirrel. That thieving rat is worth tens of millions. Another reason you know he's a Democrat. But remember, we win in the end. It's not just Louisiana that turned around. It's 21 other states that are constantly fighting a corrupt federal government led by the dimwit and diapers some call president, rather than what he really is, a traitor and thief. Now, Squirrel, for this weekend, I need to hear from political prisoners, from people who have been persecuted, not because they committed a crime, but because they recognize the most obvious traitor and thief election theft in this country's history. Give me the January 6th singing my patriotic song, will you please? flag of the United States of America. the weekend because I don't get to do a show, but I want you to have a good weekend, a healthy weekend, a safe weekend. So if you're in these Democrat sewers, keep your head on a swivel. If you stay home, order yourself good pizza. I'll be back on Monday. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.